All right, what's up, everybody? You are now tuning into the best podcast in Africa. You're from Lagos of Podcast. You know we do it. Good um, vibes. You know, the usual suspects back in here again. Of course, it's your boy, Uchi, a.k.a. the Chocolate Monster, KD Africa, always had. Uh, Sultan and Dayu are here. I'll let him go ahead and uh, give a shout-out. Dayu, you first, you first. What's up, everybody? You already know who it is. It's your boy, Danny Tendo, a.k.a. Amani Tendo, a.k.a. Why, what, what? <laughs> the chopper of rice and he choked. <laughs> <Fire up plantain. laughs> he choked in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already know it is Jare. You know, it's your boy Omani Tendo in the building. All right. And uh, it's your boy Young Bushido, aka the Ayamashi God. You know the vibes. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a very special guest today. I'm going to let her uh, do her little intro. Hey everybody, it's Nisi in the building. I'm not an Ayomashi god or any of the above, but <laughs> no fear. By the end of this episode, we go find you one nickname. Let's go ahead, and give a round of applause for for Nisi real quick for joining us. Yay! Why be saying only me the club? No, no, no. No, it's coming like two minutes, bro. Fuck out of here. Alright, whatever. Nisi, I don't know if you if you noticed, but as soon as we came on, uh, Sultan started doing a little singy singy thing. They're trying to audition. Maybe we'll go sign up at the end of this one. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okuchi is the real vocalist in the group. If you don't stop lying, I think they worry. But yeah, we're definitely glad to have you, man. Um, Thanks, like, guys. We're definitely Thanks glad for having to have me. you on our platform. Definitely, thank you for gracing uh, our beloved podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. You know, you know the vibes. We're looking forward Not, to I don't hope you enjoy it. I know you will enjoy it, Jerry. Welcome to the party. Um, I like the confidence, man. Nisi, yeah. I got a question for you. I got a question for you because this is like is a hot debate, right? You know, you know who Salt Bay is, right? Who who is Salt Bay? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, okay. So let's say a guy takes you out on a date to Salt Bay's restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, order some nice food. He got the lamb, or whatever, that costs like I don't know seven fifty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Salt Bay pulls up with the tray. He cuts the meat up, and he takes the knife, puts it in the meat, and asks your man to open his mouth. And he opens his mouth wide, with his tongue out. What is your reaction? Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he grips the chair. <laughs> Yeah, he gripped the chair too. <laughs> and, he, and he leans oh, forward to stretches out his neck. He just stretches out you his know, neck to receive the meat. I, I, I think it's, we're going to need to have a conversation after this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I saw that meme. That meme trending though. But see, you know, the funny thing about it is like the, the men that, do the, that go to the restaurant and they are vexing when he wants to put the meat in their mouth. You know, you have to pay, you have to pay extra for that experience. So niggas, yeah. oh, so they pay for it and then they want to yeah. act tough for. That's some, yeah. oh, that's some, that's corny, that's corny, that's yeah. corny, that's corny. Just to give our viewers context, there was this whole like trending topic about like because one guy put a video. There was a video of Salt Bay trying to feed one guy meat, and the guy was in like so niggas were like niggas toxic masculinity. You know all the regular Twitter Twitter stuff. So that was like the whole context there. <laughs> No, no, bro, not even that one. Before that, there was one where the babe, the babe was in cheetah print, and she, like, made eye contact with Sobby and stuck her tongue out. Like, it was, 
I've never yeah, seen I saw that one too. And it looks like that that our, our boyfriend was vexing. Hmm. It'd be like, say, that meat one nut in her mouth. The way she opened her mouth like that, bro. Nah, that, like, so, then the no, girl was No, no, no. See, see, see. Salt Bay. Salt Bay, he's very sensual with that shit. Like, he, he knows what no, he's he doing. Is. So, he's very sensual. He will, do, he will not put it slowly. He will not be like tap, tapping the meat to that. I'm, uh, I'm ready. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's one restaurant I'm never going to. Um, <laughs> now, the food, I heard the food there is even mid, though. But the prices, though, like, a steak is like $750. But I heard that the salt is even actually too much on the meat. So, like, it's a waste of money, but... I like meat, though, but just put it on my plate. It's okay. I'm good. Yo, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm just trying to help you die, you know. Like, <laughs> um, uh, let's uh, I mean, let's let's yeah. talk about let's talk about some shit. Let's talk about some music, though. Um, yeah. Of course, Nisi, what have you been listening to recently? Ooh, a lot of pink sweats, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. 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 I like the dude. He's doing his thing. Who else on my playlist now? Mm. The Pink Sweats guy. Is he an American artist or I haven't heard? I of think him. he's American. Yeah, he is. He's American. He's got this record out with Kelani called um, "At My Worst." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Who else? Uh, that's the only person I'm listening to at the minute. To be fair. Apart okay. from like just listening to instrumentals and working on new stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm honestly, that's how I feel about podcasts. You know, like after I don't record this one, I don't, I'm not really interested in listening to. Facts though, like that's that's actually facts because it, it's very annoying. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. I thought it was just musicians, but this is good to know, man. <laughs> Uh, just want to take a quick sec to let everybody know that Small Chops is in the building. Small Chops, how far? Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. You're going to need to explain Small Chops to me as the name, man. Oh, go ahead. In a um, second. So, I'm not the one that came up with the name, so I can't really... I think Okuchi would do a better job of explaining such. <laughs> <laughs> How did I even come up with that shit? I don't know. It was kind of on a whim, and it, and it, and it stuck, you know. And, well, I thought it was because like Mushafe. I, I thought you were known for like chopping niggas' money in Minnesota. No, that's no no. Mm-mm. One thing I can vouch for is nobody knows my business in this state. So nice one, nice one. Uh, mm. Small Chops does a good job of being low-key. Um, uh, you can tell by the black avi on our Twitter. Uh, oh, you'll be just fine. We should just be going through that anti-social phase. Like, very I much. swear to God. That's facts. Uh, Every two uh, to three months. Is somebody sitting in their freezer or what? I can hear like background noise. Oh, no. That was my garage. Oh, okay. You should say no be Jen. I'm 110 percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nisi probably like, what the fuck? Like, ah, what I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, she probably, she's probably wondering what did she, what, what did she sign up for today? <laughs> oh my! No, I'm, no, th- I'm um, thinking this about it be interesting. Yeah. Things are mad different, you. I think, I think to start off, um, uh, you know, in the silence of our homes, I think we should give a middle finger to 
the people that traumatized Nisi um, with those fucking questions regarding X Y Z because. <laughs> <laughs> Because for me, it's just common sense that you know it's just some shit that you just don't do, right? But um, yeah. I just wanted to flex just a little bit uh, and let you know that you're in safe hands, okay? Bless, uh, bless. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you though, um, as far as like spaceship is concerned, right? Um, yeah. Of course, we know that Buju is on the label. We know that Tells is on there. Um, like, yeah. Of course. But you've kind of like the coverage around you has kind of been like very more low key. Like there's a bit more mystery around your brand and and your music and what it is that you do. And I'm curious, is that like on purpose or is that just something that just happens to be and something that you're planning on changing? It's a bit of both, to be honest, because a lot of the time I'm I'm more with my head to the ground, kind of doing the work mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to be on social media but it's also something that i'm looking to change because at the end of the day people kind of need to see what you're doing i'm a doer not a talker mm. in a way so it's just finding the balance for that if it's in the sense of seeing me but from a strategic point of view um for the label yeah now is the time so everything's rolling out and they're about to you know push stuff super saiyan okay okay and how long have you been signed? Uh, under a year, to be honest. It's not been that long. Oh, okay. So you kind of you put out your project, your first project, and like your what your first. I put out my yeah yeah exactly in my first couple of months. So how did you know? How did you know it was time? Uh, I think when when the stars align it just works out to be fair like i had the project ready i have like a few bodies of work but just deciding on which one to go with first um and then the label structure being set up we had our conversations about it and in wanting to obviously build the empire because i had in in my initial phase i was like okay do i want to do this or not but at the end of the day i have the mindset that you want to build stuff with your people so so that was that was that was my moment of clarity to be like okay let's let's run this and let's let's make it magical okay and your mom runs the label right she does indeed okay i'm curious how how does that how does that play out when you have creative differences she doesn't really interfere much in creative processes She's okay. she's more the business she's not the business head. Okay. So she comes in from that angle. If you if you got like ten songs, she's gonna sit down and analyze every single bit of the song and what and what it does from a business perspective. So that's where she comes in. Okay, we do this one first before that one. And then you can also start having your arguments about you know, what you want, but it's also trust. Because okay. I trust her to deliver. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like bringing your uh, report card back. One hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Like, like was she a strict mom when you when you were younger? Like, it seemed like she was like the marshal. Like, she's like the type of marshal. Like, almost if you try nonsense, I'm ready for you. Type, type of stuff. That's what I, I get when was... I see her. Like, 
she had she had a very unique way of parenting, which I only pray that I can emulate, to be honest, because she was a strict parent at the same time your best friend. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that? That's on mind games. Hmm. To the point that you would do something wrong and you would go and tell her, <laughs> even if you know you're going to get a whooping. <laughs> so <laughs> I have... I have no clue. And before she whoops you, she'll tell you why she's about to whoop you. And then she, and then she does it. Yeah. I don't know. She she had a very unique style of, of working with her kids. Hmm. Typical Nigerian parent tactic. Actually, no. This sounds a little bit different because it sounds like she's stone cold and then she whoops you. And then after yeah, that, she goes out yeah, for cold my mom see has beaten me. And after, <laughs> she will now come and be like, hey, like, oh, my son. After you beat the fuck out of niggas, bro. What do you mean? That's a typical Nigerian parent. No, actually, no, that's it. That, that or that Nigerian piece, I think Nigerian there are levels piece. to it. Yeah, that one, that, think, that yeah, Nigerian piece is manipulative. There's definitely levels to it. It's like, how oh, you just flog me? Can't they ask me if I don't chop? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's uh, <laughs> like right after. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so, like, you know, you know, honestly, we're in a, in a time where um, I think, I don't think the Nigerian music industry, as far as the music is concerned, I don't think we've seen this much versatility ever, like in the history of Afrobeats, right? So, like, we're in a very yeah. unique time. Uh, where do you think that you stand in this current lineup of young talents and what is it what is it that separates you from the rest um, also what would you call your sound yeah in addition to that see i was i, I was really trying to avoid that question but <laughs> but it's um i mean it's definitely different people have different interpretations to it some people call it afro jazz some people call it afro funk I think at the end of the day, it's just a fusion of different types of music and you can do, call it what you may. But what's, what will stand out is how I'm delivering it and the message and my my vocals. And in doing something different with blending sonics. So that's that's how I would put myself. I don't think there's anybody that is a proxy for me in terms of having a style that I am similar to. I think it's just carving out your own lane and then eventually people will call it what they want to call it. Do you feel like you're kind of still in the process of developing that sound or kind of like getting to where you would really like to be? Or are you, do you feel like what you have right now is, is like what you've, what, um, is what you've wanted type of thing? Like, do you yeah, feel like it's still in that development stage? Yeah, I think I think what I have is what I want, but with every project I do, it's a new challenge because I push myself beyond mm -hmm. what I think I want. So I'm one of those people that's not afraid to go out of your comfort zone. And I like to challenge myself because it's like YOLO. <laughs> you, mm -hmm. you only live once. Um, try stuff and make it pop. That's the That's the bottom line. Oh, I don't think Nisha, I don't think you answered my question, Jerry. Which one? Uh, the one about uh, where you where you think you stand, and you know, like just what separates you from the rest of these guys. What separates me, I think, is just. I mean, I don't know. You guys probably be better to tell me what you think separates me from everybody else, and then. I can hear from from others no, besides myself. 
No, we want you to talk your shit. That's why. Like, we want you to, like... First of all, first of all, the track list for this bitch first album is in all caps. So, that's, like... That, that's the- <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that tells you... It tells you something. But also, the sound is very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? For lack of better words, it's, like, traditional. You know, it's, like, a... yeah. You know, it's that. it's kind of it takes me it takes me back home. You know, what I'm saying like it's different in that way. It's not like super duper poppy, um, right? Yeah, but it's it's fresh. You know, I don't know if you're the first person to do it per se, but it's just like it's original enough that it's like I can say, okay, I can't really name five other artists that are doing this right now. Um, so I think that that's something great that you have going on for you. Um, also, the name is unique right because you know hearing the story behind how you got your name i was already thinking like almost like this big like if you do your ancestry right you might be like an exotic nigerian you know what an exotic nigerian is (laughs) pray pray tell man please tell me what what is it okay so an exotic nigerian is someone who is i mean obviously clearly a nigerian but they decide to go do their ancestry and like go check what other Nigerian tribes you're mixed with, right? So that they can tell everybody that's <laughs> they're mixed tribe. Um, so <laughs> now, Fuchi, you are powerful for that, bro. Oh, oh, I'm about to be punching the air now. <laughs> so nah, hearing bro. that your name is actually Jehovah Nisi, I was like, yo, that's some Igbo shit if I ever heard it. Because like <laughs> the only thing more Igbo than that is uh, <laughs> naming your kid on like uh, thank God. Or uh, Merry Christmas, or God's Power, or some shit, you know, some shit along those lines, right? Uh, mm. Is this like, is that something that you were catching jokes for, like growing up, or has it just, or do you just know, like, right off rip, I gotta shorten this shit and just write it? Oh, hell no. Like, the opposite. People were more afraid of me than trying to joke around with my name. Hmm to be honest like if you're looking at the young kids no one would ever try to call me jehovah because like oh she's god uh, so automatically you're just going to go to nisi and then the older the older generation teachers and parents friends and whatnot be like okay this this must be a special child you have to kind of live up to your name type of thing so there was that respect for a kid mm-hmm. which sometimes was a bit weird <laughs> but mm-hmm. um yeah, the name the name only got me favors. I don't think it has ever done bad for me besides people putting pressure on me for like in school there's like a headmistress and I wore a shirt that said I love my attitude problem and she legit pulls me aside to be like, Missy, someone like you should not be wearing this shirt. <laughs> mm. You know your name is Jehovah. You you're leading an example for all the other girls. I'm just like, Oh my god. Oh my god. So yeah, that's what the name has done for me. It hasn't really been there's never been any jokes around it. Okay. Okay. Um I mean so what nobody like took a stab at calling you something like Hove or something like that? <laughs> oh Hove, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I, and I'm obsessed with Jay Z. Okay, I was Back about to say you don't mind. Oh, I'm obsessed with Jay. I used to rap back, back, back in the day. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was like Hove and Nizzle. Those were my two names. Nizu. <laughs> <laughs> that Nizu is hard, though. Nizu is hard. Nizu hard, man. It sounds like six people break bottle on top of his head. Real shit. Like, you give me that vibe already. But just going, <laughs> nah. going back real quick, like, I just want to go back real quick. Um, 
So growing up, are you always like musically inclined? Because obviously you come from like a very music, like musical family and stuff. So I'm just wondering, were you yourself always have always have you always been musically like inclined to sing and make music and stuff like that? Yeah, I think um, artistically, it will be a better description for it because I started drawing and painting the mm. same time as I started learning instruments when I was like five, and then you know. Uh, starting to sing when I was 13. Now the transition between playing instruments and openly like recording or singing out was a bit long. I mean, I started playing instruments at five, but nobody ever heard me sing till 13. Not because I couldn't, but because there was always this, there was always a different lens being focused on, I guess. And I was trying to, to not flood people too much so I kind of I won't say held back but just didn't come to the forefront with everything I had until that age at 13 I made a whole demo track sat everybody down to play the track and the, the waterworks were flowing around the room and they're like okay yeah she she she's supposed to do this so you made it yeah. by yourself, like, you went to, like, I mean, let me guess, you used, like, Audacity, and you just found, like, a YouTube beat or something, or how do you do it? Nah, so, so, so the funny thing is, I, my best friend, who was, like, my first ever producer, pastor's kid, so he used to, like, control the control room in church, and he was just 12 as well, so he's like, oh, Nisi, I started making, he heard me singing in the corridor one day, and I was like, whoa, is that you? I'm like, yeah okay, let's try some stuff. And then we went to the studio and he was working on some quick FL beats and we just used a couple of them and that was it. And he played the saxophone, so that just gave it a beautiful touch. Okay. You mentioned uh, Jay-Z and uh, Nubu. What are some other inspirations that you looked up to when you were growing up or even now? Alicia Keys was always a strong one. Alicia Keys and Jay-Z were like my two creme de la cremes growing up. Um, obviously, you've got Brenda Fassi, huge fan of hers. Um, Fela Kuti obviously was very much present in my household. So it would be impossible not to take reference from him in some ways. You had um, Etta James. So when I started singing and I played the demo for my family, my granddad was like, all right, so let's let's get to work. And he, he had me singing like blues and jazz for like two or three years as a kid. I'm just trying to cultivate the ability for me to express music as opposed to just sing. So that was a lot of Etta James and Nina Simone. So yeah, those are those, those were my main early influences. Nice, nice. Can you talk about how, like, um, your family has, like, supported you or having that support system, like, so close to you? Like, I, how has that helped you navigate, like, uh, I guess the music industry and just being a musician in, in, in general, you know, especially being, uh, I don't want to say being African, but, like, a lot of Africans, I mean, they don't, they don't let you, African parents, they don't let you, like, just follow your dreams and be what what you, what you want to be at a young mm. age. So can you talk about that and like how it's helped you? 
yeah, um, having a support system in your family is always going to be a plus, especially one that has deep knowledge in the industry. So they stop you from making certain decisions that they already that they've already tried and tested and know is not the way, even if to some people it may be quickly they know they can see the bigger picture so i guess with that i'm making less mistakes than i would or everybody is making less mistakes than they would and they, and they cushion the blow all the time so but it's great because you then have the most important thing for me to be honest man is the trust it's so beautiful to be able to just crash and not worry about somebody trying to run pull one on you Oh, can I go back to toasting this real quick? Uh, All right, cool, thanks. Uh, (laughs) um, You were talking earlier about, like, your sound and how, of course, the listeners kind of get to determine that. Um, And, of course, in addition to what I was saying before, there's, like, a sense of, I don't know, this sense of adventure, right, which was further confirmed to me when I saw the artwork for your uh, latest single, and you're yeah. on a horse in all white and high heels on. And I was like, yeah. you know, that's not very practical. But I guess you just like nah. to live life on the edge like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about this, <laughs> new, uh, this new single that you just put out? Yeah, Mook Times 2 is a song that's literally like, look, if you think you know that I'm on this level, I'm double that. So, mm. and that message should go out to everybody. Anybody that assumes this is what you're about. And you know that you're about to kick ass in a different type of way, move times too. Like it's it's one of those statements that you just make on a random day, yeah. like we move, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to try something. That man, that horse was tricky. I'm not even I gonna bet. lie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that those Nigerian horses. Like, Let me guess. Why you why you at the beach or some some shit oh, like that? Like. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now we were we were at a, it was a really beautiful landscape like a resort oh, and mm-hmm. there's like a pond underneath the bridge where I was riding we're riding bridge yeah so I was like riding over a bridge and the director's like okay you need to stop smack in the middle of this bridge and you have fish in the water so the horse is scared I'm sure the horse is thinking man this girl is allowed to push me into the water <laughs> so <laughs> we stopped there and the horse keeps moving we took that shot for like we're taking that shot for like three hours damn just because just because the horse was not trying to stay in one position <laughs> it was well, tough what, what country was this where was this is that in niger yeah this was in lagos yeah all oh, okay. that is going through recession and all that stuff so that um, will never <laughs> be normal i'm gonna forget who they breed meg no fee control <laughs> horse like that i would like to like in nigeria like <laughs> When I was when I was in Nigeria, but I used to think like it was normal for horses to be at the beach. That's the only place I ever saw horses. So that's why when I saw after like, I said beach or something like that. Like, am I lying? Like literally, when you go to the beach, that's one of the things you do now. Ride a horse in Nigeria. That's why I thought like true, okay. true, 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 true. But in PH though, like I think PH is just different. We have polo. Polo is a massive thing there. Oh, also, oh, do you live? Is that where your base PH like? No, I grew up in Port Harcourt. 
Oh, I mean, okay, no, I was wondering, like, if, if you still live there, like, because I know, like... Oh, no, 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 I mean, I'm, no, I live in London now. Baba, you know you hear the accents. London? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> accent is too strong, Okay, can you give us your, your British accent? Can you give us your British accent? Man. <laughs> in it, in it, bro. Ah. We don't do that. <laughs> God, no, I think you should I, I swear, off your mic, Sultan. I swear, just mute yourself, nigga. It just be like nah, anytime I come back from nah, Chicago, me, I will go there. Niggas go, niggas go. They say speak American for me, brother. Speak American. I'm trying, I'm trying to get a better British accent. You know, after watching Top Boy, listening to a lot of British podcasts, you know, I'm just like trying to work on my accent, bro. You know, I think you should focus you're, on. You're a bush boy. You're a bush boy. Oh my God. Oh. Bro, I should do the rest of the party, my accent. Bro. My accent bro. <laughs> I yeah, like, <laughs> that is Hello, so Ah, um, um, small chops, go ahead, Jerry. Oh, okay. Um, so I was watching a recent interview you did on um the beat, um, and you were talking about the fact that you want to start putting out more music that like more deeper music and mm. i was curious as to how you plan or what your strategy with that is uh when it comes to like this like nigerian music industry because um in a lot of cases the music we hear isn't necessarily deep um a lot mm-hmm. of what most people are playing and all that stuff like it's not their um what they're looking for is not depth or stuff like that or let me not say that but Mm. like the majority of what is popular is not like the deep stuff so um i'm just kind of curious as to what your like strategy with that is or kind of just what your thought process is with that yeah i mean about it okay i think i get what you're saying um Mm what I meant was more open in my music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. essentially more like um, revealing more of myself mm-hmm. or telling more personal stories as opposed to um, basing it off of people or other people's experiences. Just because I want people to see a bit more of me. Kind of like what you guys mentioned earlier on in the day. It's like you don't really get enough of me see the person because I always don't like to do that. I'm 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 a private person and I want the music to just be dope and focus on giving people the arts and the music. But now I'm going to have to balance both because there's there's a request from the audience to kind of see a bit more of me. Okay. So so yeah, that's what I mean. But to your point though, I think it was a good trajectory we're going on. Is that really the goal? I mean, for me, it's not. The goal for me is not to make Bangolo music mm-hmm. and trend in the clubs for three months. You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to make timeless sounds for me. That's just me personally. And then there'll always be more surface songs just because they're more experimental, they're more free, they're easier to do, um, and they catch on quicker. So I'll still have a lot of those, but my ultimate goal isn't to just you know, pop and fizzle. I feel that. I mean, just just worrying about that, like, so you don't feel any pressure at all to make any sort of, like, trending music because, like, as a musician, you know, like, I feel like from what it seems like, it seems like 
that fan when you hear everybody playing your song or something like that, there's always that great feeling. So I'm just wondering, like, how come you or you is it that you just try to block that type of pressure out of your mind at all, or just wondering how you deal with that because it seems like it's an epidemic out here. Because even artists that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not lying now. Even artists that we know who do like a lot of like who have some nice music, like sometimes they just drop some. Uh, mainstream shit that you've been wondering like ah like okay guess looks like there's pressure to have a hit or something i'm just wondering like how do you cope with that i don't really involve myself in in that poll but i do know i mean i kind of defer all that to the team there's always going to be different types of music the thing about me is i'm never like a boxed in i'm only going to make a certain type of song like my catalog is very the spectrum is very broad so there will still be mainstream tracks a lot of mainstream tracks that become put out but i don't personally look at top songs and be like okay i need a song that's on my piano because that's what's trending right now or i need a song that's nah it's just i feel like when you make good music that people can feel it's easy for them to catch on to and it's just it's just vibes really no matter how you want to do it if you just want a mainstream song then it will it will pop so what's your view of this Omar piano crisis we're going through right now <laughs> i think it's just a simple case of niger niger syndrome what we've always done anything that's hot we just ride its coattails to the ground but it's it's interesting. I like to see everything happen. I'm, I mean, I'm listening to the stuff that people are putting out. But I think you're not tired of it yet. I, we're getting. Well, I think we're all getting there. Yeah. To the point where we're we're all kind of tired of it, but you know, I, I can't like knock anybody's also. I feel like it's to face a resurgence when everywhere opens up and everybody can actually do those dances that go with that type of music. So. Like, I don't think it's just dead yet, but when the vaccine starts to hit, because I know, like, they be distributing that vaccine in Nigeria. Like, I know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they plan to do that, because even countries in the EU don't have the vaccine, so Nigeria is not... I don't think Nigeria is going to get that vaccine for a minute. I thought they already... I saw, I swear, I saw, um, I saw the news that, like, they deliver like a hundred thousand doses or something. So. Oh my nigga, now pure water. I'm thinking that's a big baseball cap. No, 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 because they showed like, no, they showed senators and stuff getting it. That's how I knew it was legit because obviously the elites will get it first. Like, I mean, that's the way Nigeria is. So that's why I believe there. But ah, Omo, you never know. That's true with Nigeria. You never know what is real, what is fake. Nah, so, unless we've come up with our own vaccine, it's definitely not the one that's spreading around in the UK. Spain and Italy don't even have it. Has, has COVID yeah. affected your music schedule release at all? I'm just wondering because it seems to have affected a lot of like um, artists in general. So I'm wondering if you have felt the effects. Because I know in the UK, they shut everything down. Like, studios yeah. everything like because even some podcasts i was listening to like who where they recorded studios in the uk like they 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 a lot of them had to like stop or pause for a while because of the way covid was and stuff yeah yeah definitely in the beginning the first lockdown was the worst i think mm. everything was at home i think all my sessions were virtual every producer had to 
learn how to do virtual recording sessions, which obviously would take the vibe away from just being in the room with people and creating. But now it's it's fine because studios are still open. It's oh, just um it's just very restricted. So if they if they normally can book how many many people they can't do that anymore. You have to be like a certain amount of people in the room and all that. Okay. Um, going or on the topic of uh, outside opening back up and stuff, um, I was wondering if you've gotten a lot of um, chances to perform kind of pre-COVID and also um, whether or not that's something that you're like really excited about or more hesitant about. Oh, uh, this is the, this is my favorite part. <laughs> I love performing. It's so sad okay. that it's not been happening in COVID. Um, most of the performances have been virtual, which it's yeah, it's really annoying. I think every artist that really loves their craft and the art artistic aspect of it, giving people a visual performance is something I'm really passionate about. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to do that again. Before COVID, I had a couple of shows lined up. Afropunk, I was really looking forward to that. That ooh, ooh. ooh that been... New York, Atlanta, where which one? In France. France? Not in oh, France. Actually, I didn't even know they had one in yeah. France. But... Afropunk in That'd France. Mad, and then... yeah. That would have been very, very sick. So, but... C'est la vie. Fuck when when they open back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, speaking about, like, making... You know, being kick-ass and making timeless music, right? I was wondering... Um, you know, especially recently, there's been all this conversation about like you know award shows between the Headies and the Grammys and shit like that. And I was wondering, like, is that mm. something that you think is that something that you look forward to receiving, or are you just like fuck them awards and I just want to touch the people with my music? Like, what do you think about the controversy on you know who wins what and who loses out and you know just the politics of it all and just uh, where do you um where where does that line up? Where do awards like line up for you as in the long term? Awards, awards for me are still very important. I mean, maybe you ask me, maybe if we have a conversation a year, a year later or two years later, I might, I might change my mind. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it still, it still is a target, especially, especially like the Grammys. Now, just because I know a little bit of the Ojuru that is played with Nigerian awards. I, mm-hmm. And I know how many people that are my guys that have been slighted. I'm not really a fan of that political process mm-hmm. because I feel like people should be credited for their music because of their music, not because they've danced to your tune. Um, so, so that part of it really pisses me off, and I think it will piss any any artistic person off because it's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, so yeah. So, so can you can you tell us more about what you learned about that process? It's basically that, I mean, I wouldn't have my own personal experiences to really go into too much detail, but it, it, it seems like if there's certain asks from the people that the powers that be in, in determining what the outcome of those shows are, and you tick all their boxes and appear where they want you to appear, do what they want you to do, your team rubs the right elbows and kisses the right ass, they, they, they will give you what, what they want to give you. So it's not really about this person has made the most incredible music that has had the most incredible impact, which is what it should be about. 
it's kind of like going back into airplay now sometimes and how that has now become more of a transaction than an accreditation to good music. So it's just the way we all just have to see it as that and move on. Uh, so metaphorically, niggas, they give her to collect her. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't go that far. Okuchi <laughs> <laughs> always be wilding with the statements. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure some shit like that probably happened. But I mean, um, just wondering, what are your major frustrations with the Nigerian music industry? Like, cause now that you're like you're a musician, like obviously you have some like inside into the industry like just wondering what are some of your biggest frustrations with the nigerian music industry um or ah or was mm. i not supposed to ask that one because i don't know if it's you I know don't, i don't i don't yeah. so don't know if you after this you're fired i don't have a lot of frustration I have a, I have a goal which I think is addressing a, a problem. Mm. Well, that is with pushing the boundaries of women in entertainment in Africa mm. in general, and how that perception is had. And stop, stop categorizing us based on your social standards. Like that is one of the most annoying things, I think, for any woman because the expectations of what you should be doing, and then getting facing the repercussions of not exactly doing it is, is quite annoying i can't even begin to imagine how how the how the top women in the space right now what they've had to go through or deal with because and we just judge and judge and judge so i, I, I don't know that's the one part i'm not really happy about Okay, so where you know just like based on what you just said where are you with this uh conversation or criticism that um the, the top women, the top artists in the industry don't work together and they don't boost each other up or feature, you know, upcoming female artists. Like, do you think that that's just some, like, some fake forced feminism shit right there? Or do you think it's something that's necessary? Like, okay, like, girl power, we need to work together. Like, where do you stand on that? I don't think it's necessary at the end of the day. As human beings, if you want to rock with somebody, you rock with them. And unfortunately... If you look at guys, for instance, mm. guys have a way of just being open. Like, if there are 10 guys making the same kind of music, everybody will embrace it, right? Mm. If there are two or three women making the same type of music, it becomes a conversation of, ah, this one is doing this, like this person or like that person. Okay, it becomes a competition between all three of them. Let's pit each other against ourselves. It's, 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 it's lame, in my opinion. If you as a person want to rock with another person, female or male, just do it. Like there's no, we should just, we should stop looking at each other like like competition and just enjoy the music. And I think that I don't even blame the female artists. I think it's just, it's not their fault at all. I think it's just what society has done to you. Now you have to consciously remind yourself you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be like that it's it's something it's a mentality we just have to build and get out of so which um i know we're talking of inspirations earlier in the nigerian music industry like female music inspirations which ones are 
like some of your biggest or who would you say is your biggest or the one you look up to the most oh that's, that's tough i mean asha mm, asha ooh, okay definitely. yeah that's a good shout that, that makes that's a lot a of sense yeah, no, for sure. I, I can see the, I can see the, see how it translates. Yeah, but, it's very, it's very in line yeah. with your, like your, your own sound, and like your vibe and shit. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like Ashan. Shout out to Ashan, of course. I mean, you gotta give credit to T. T was doing a thing. I love T as well. So. Yeah, she. I think she just collected her own Grammy too. I, I know. I remember seeing. She nah, was, bro. Uh, uh, she didn't. She didn't. Didn't? Oh yeah. damn! I swear I saw Tiwasa. I feel bad for her, but Babe was resting. Niggas gonna blow up our mentions with fake <laughs> Grammy news. Like, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> 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 I know she was punching the air. Man, she was probably like, it was probably like a happy surprise and stuff. Man. I know she was. Don't worry, Tiwai. It's coming soon. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming soon. No, definitely, definitely. She she'll do her thing. And and you when you win your own tour, we need you back here so that don't forget us. So please, you know. From yes, world, yes. We need, we need the post post Grammy interview. You know, like so <laughs> I'm booking it now. So yeah, that calendar date, whenever it is, just mark it the day after from Lagos we love. Yes, yeah. I got <laughs> so, you. Yeah, but I, I want to go back again real quick. Like, pay attention. Was that like your first ever song? Because if you go on all the streaming services and stuff, from the ones I use, like, that was the first one on there. But I know some artists usually have some stuff on SoundCloud where they've probably deleted by now and stuff. I'm a, I'm bro, too exclusive, no be streaming sites. Ah, guy, which one is too? I don't use too exclusive, this guy. I don't know. Maybe that's the one you use. I mean, not just yeah, okay. use, you No, know, we use Spotify out here, you know. I don't know about that too exclusive, bro, but... <laughs> yeah, so just wondering, was that, was that your first song? Like, the pay attention? Yeah, that was my first official release. I think I put out two covers before then. But it's not my first ever song made, but it was the first release. Okay. Are, are you like a big fella fan? Because I know there was like a fella like sort of intro there. Like, so just wondering if you are a huge fella fan. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you ha- we have to have that influence of Fela. It's such a powerful presence in our entire <laughs> upbringing. So the guy is definitely up there with God's inspirations in music. And with the message of the song, I just felt like he articulated it the best way in his interviews. It's like, these niggas is crazy. Democracy is not democracy. It's just I mean, it's- craziness. <laughs> That's and that's exactly how today. he put it. Yeah, and yeah, it was too relevant. Man. It was too. Re- I had to yeah. put that in there, man. Yeah, like, so how do you feel about this whole like sampling thing? Like, are you like big on using samples? How do you feel about artists using it, or artists who rely heavily on samples and stuff? Uh, I think. <laughs> I think the business the business side of things has kind of skewed my mindset for samples now because it's one of the easiest ways for you to land yourself in trouble. So uh, no cap, no cap though. That that Babalawo sample that you did was fire. It wasn't even a sample. It was actually me singing. No, I know, but like you know, it's like I mean sample in the sense that you know, like you're taking from like a cultural. Like aspect, isn't there yeah. like a tune? Yeah, there's like a tra- traditional cultural tune like that. It's right? a folklore, yeah. It's a right. folklore. 
right, right, right. So I meant sampling in that in that sense as well. Uh, I mean, what do you think yeah, about yeah. that kind of sampling? No, that kind of sampling is beautiful. No issues at all. I mean, if you're taking a folklore, a childhood song, like, um, twink, well, Twinkle Twinkle is the song itself, but if it's a folklore that Yoruba people or a tradition just sang, then you're good. Uh, but I'm just saying, you said you, are, you can get in trouble. The way the Nigerian music industry is where, like, the publishing and everything is always a like, how can you really mm. get in trouble, you know? Like, I mean, I'm there's a lot of attention it's coming like towards America the Nigerian where they industry can... now, though. Like, there's a lot of, you know, like, these American labels are signing artists, so, like, it's getting to the right ears. But, I mean, so, would they not send the lawsuit to Nigeria to go and sue a Nigerian artist? That's what I would throw in the dustbin. Like, if the song, <laughs> if the song, if, if the song gets to a place, and trust me, they will. I mean, look, looking at looking at Cisco's record of Thong Song, for instance, you know the the largest portion of the publishing on that song is not on anybody the, that worked on. It goes it goes to the guy that made the sample. Yeah, I <laughs> the, think he made the violin. That's the biggest amount of publishing, and he wouldn't have come for him if the song wasn't a smash. That's what they do. Oh, that's fucked. Well, I mean, without that part, though, this, it would even make the song. So it's like a, it's like a, you have to like pick your poison essentially. Like, do I want yeah. to get the exposure? But at the same time, I know that when this song blows up, that I might not get yeah. the bar from the song, you know. But you got it. You like, got it. That's exactly yeah. it. So you have to pick your poison essentially. Like, yeah, precisely. All right, well, you see, we don't want to keep you on for too long. We know you have to go and do your beauty sleep or, <laughs> or, or, or whatever it is you got to do. Um, before you go, though, we do have a session uh, or a segment of the show that we do called the sleeper segment where um, we introduce, like, songs that we really fuck with that we like other people to know about. Uh, before you go, can you just tell us, like, a song that uh, that you just really would like to put listeners onto, you know? Um, it could be yours, an, it could be anybody an, else's. Yeah, it could be anybody's song. Mm. Well, just not to have any bias, to be fair. Let's go Let's go with mine. I mean, everybody should go listen to Move Types 2, the latest release.
no shakings there. We move. Uh, Nishi, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was a very Thanks, good guys. conversation. It was nice having you on here. Yeah. Um, hey. Oh, before you go, could you give us like a drop? That, that would actually be pretty dope. Okay, what am I saying? Oh, you're just telling the world that you are on the best podcast in the world. No pressure. Uh, wait, I, I can hear that accent too. The way you saying, what am I saying? Like, I can hear that. What's wrong with this? All right, should I go? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, people, it's Nissy here, and I'm now rocking with the best podcast on the planet from Lagos with Love. Hey, hey she said planet. I love it. Yeah, we did breathe. Extra, extra step. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're looking forward to what you have coming. Are you planning on dropping a project this year too, or like what's the yeah. what's the move? Okay, another song next month. Um, okay. A couple, I have a couple features lined up that are gonna come out. Um, it's another artist project, um, and then I put out the project probably in September. Can we get quick like a little question? You know, yeah, are you allowed to? Are you allowed to play some unreleased music here? Nah, not yet. Uh, <laughs> but but okay. but don't worry. Off, 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 air, off air, off, off air, off air, off air. We can okay. talk about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Um. Actually, you can play something now. We'll just cut it out from the final edit if you're if you're cool with that. I don't even have this. How do I play it? You just um, play it over the mic. Yeah, yeah, you can just play it over the mic or something. I think you get it. This is about to be a setup. <laughs> don't be shy. Don't, nah, we know, we know that like some Charlemagne or some shit like that. It's know? not Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Charlemagne nah. is the one that be setting niggas up to not say, oh, the shit is trash or something like that. Nah, nah we, we might Come have on. to rain check on. We might have to rain check, Sha, because hey, no, it's, don't. it's late. Uh, it's it's late, mean, yeah. I mean, this is go freestyle for us. <laughs> okay, yeah, you have to be cool. You have to be cool. Freestyle or no, 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 no. Oh, freestyle. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, All right. Yeah, let, let, me, let me dodge. We'll come back to this. All right, we'll, we'll let you off the hook because we like you. Right. After oh, the Grammy, thanks, the, after the Grammy, doing the Grammy interview, you're going freestyle. So, better start writing it down now. For sure. So that when we now ask you then, you won't be surprised though. Like, just letting you know. Yes, now. yes, you know, I remember. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I remember. So. <laughs> well, right, thanks for, nice for joining us. We're Thank looking forward for to what you have coming up in your career and on the music end. And we'll yeah. day, I want nice you to talking to you guys, too. For sure, yeah, for man. sure. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.